the whole reason of creating a podcast community is like what Jess said. The Malaysian podcasting community is so fragmented that everyone is doing their own niches. Everyone has their own, like, this is my podcast. This is my slice of the cake. But how I feel personally is that the industry is still at, at its infant stage. And if we start to compete now, it's like, hey, I in my podcast is better than you. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or you start telling people, oh, I have more listeners than you. I'm better than you. If if you start to like have that kind of like podcast war between one another when the industry is still so young, it's going to collapse on its own. Like everyone will do their own thing. That's why we started the whole collaboration thing, mainly because we want to get to know other podcasters out there. But at the same time, we also want to give back what we know. Because when I started Renegade Radio, I literally know nothing. And it took us about two years to really find our footing in the Malaysian, not not, not even the podcasting scene, in Malaysia itself. Hey guys, I'm Ayn Aisa, your host. And on this Seek to Speak episode, you lucky listeners get to hear from Renegade Radio's founder and CEO, Kelvin, as well as producer extraordinaire, Jasmine. Here, we will talk about how the company produces amplifies and connects Malaysian voices within the local podcasting scene. The conversation will give you an inside look at the company's successes, processes, future goals and how its founder and producer overcame their own personal hurdles and fears to get to where they are today. You will see me totally geek out during this episode because it was truly an enlightening conversation and it was my first interview with not just one but two guests. So without further ado, here is Episode 10. Welcome to Seek to Speak's podcast, a show which aims to empower expressions, spark speeches, and instigate ideas. Today, we are going to delve into the wonderful world of podcasting. And I have not one, but two amazing guests. First, I have Kelvin Tay, the founder and CEO of Renegade Radio, an independent Malaysian podcasting network, the people that power and produce a whole lot of amazing local podcasts like Two Book Nerds Stalking, Epic Arcade Podcast, Pod, Ching Chun Podcast, Cultivating the Masses, Podcast Sessions, Malaysia, and like many, many more. Making these shows possible is also the amazing producer, editor, and even sometimes event planner, Jasmine. Thank you so, so much, both of you, for joining me today. Thank, Thank you. you. Hello there. Hello. It's so nice to be in your amazing studio. Also, thank you for inviting you. me here. So, Kelvin, your background is entrepreneurship as well as finance. So, you don't actually have technical background in broadcasting. Nada. Like, <laughs> like none of the founders of the company has a background in radio or, or broadcast or like mass comm ge- general. And that's the inspiration behind the name, right? Renegade Radio, because yeah. you guys are going against the so, game. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know about this, but the whole Renegade Radio is because we are, how I see us as the founder and team, like we are a bunch of renegades. Uh, we don't know what equipments, I mean, this is like before we started the whole uh, Renegade Radio thing. We have, we have no background of editing. We don't even know how to speak behind the mic. We don't even know what mic to get. Right. <laughs> so so I was like, what what name should we call this this little podcast venture? And it's like I was driving, blah 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 blah. It's like, hey, Renegade Radio sounds good, right? RR. And I was like, okay, yeah. I I I, I pitched it to the team, and they were like, oh yeah, that that actually has a ring, you know, to it. A rebellious and ring. <laughs> a rebellious ring. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. From not knowing which mic to buy, I guess you 
you guys can't see this, but we're in a full-on studio with light padding, with logo, with like amazing setup. So you guys have come a really long way. So I know you were first pulled into the world of podcasting through a road trip to Johor, where you heard a horror podcast. But how did hearing that podcast transform into making a horror podcast yourself and then to finding a company all about podcasting? Okay, that's... Okay, so the well, I, would, I, I wouldn't say the first podcast I ever listened to, right? This was uh, during, I think, three years ago while I was driving back from Johor. My dad's from Johor. So we go back once a year uh, to to visit the family there. And, you know, from Johor to KL, that's about, you know, if, if you're driving at a safe speed, it's about six <laughs> I hours. I love that caveat. Yeah, right? <laughs> safe it's, speed. It's, it's about six hours and you can't, do much when you're driving like yeah. your i i ex i exhausted my spotify playlist and i was like shit there's nothing else to listen to so i went on spotify and i actually found this podcasting tab and i was like okay that's it interesting and i found this show called uh the no sleep podcast and it's a american horror podcast that comes out every sunday and it's about an hour long were you driving at night? I was driving at night, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, that would have not been my first my, choice. My, my brother, my mom was in the car. We were driving, let's say, you know, nine o'clock. Okay. All right. Uh, everyone was sleeping. And I was like, shit, I'm actually so bored. So I, I, I put on the No Sleep podcast. And I, that and woke I go, them up? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, 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 I actually enjoyed it alone while, while, while they were both sleeping. And for like three hours straight, I was, I was listening to like the first episode, right? And I was like, shit, this is good. The next one, the next one. And the next thing I know, I'm home. Right. And I was like, oh, that, that is such a, like, like podcast. It's so powerful. It, it, it definitely is powerful. And it's also such a great companionship, right? That's a good way of describing it. A great companion. It, it is a great companionship, right? And and going on to your se- second question, how how did we uh, how did listening to like the No Sleep podcast uh, help me make my mind to create the Surround podcast? Uh, I I reached back home. Th- this is the next day. Right? I called a friend of mine, a really good friend, Jeff, and I was like, "Hey, dude, you want to start a horror podcast?" And he's like, "What the hell's a podcast?" Right? And I was like, uh, "You know, a podcast is this, is that? You know, it's 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 basically a a mixture of uh, Netflix, but with." without the visuals and it's like okay let's give it a try how long ago was this just for context easily easily three years ago okay right easily three years ago and and we kind of did our like i did the research of like malaysian podcasts and i couldn't find anything at all uh so we started off with the surround podcast uh we found we found on our creepypasta on reddit uh, it was a sub forum of all horror story, and and just nice we found a, a Malaysian, story. yeah, a story written by a Malaysian about a Pontianak, and I was like, okay, this this is good. That's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> and and Jeff, my my partner, he he has a he has an amazing voice for for broadcasting in general. So I was like, hey, dude, come in, read this script, and and I I I try to get the energy the vibe i got of the no sleep podcast and i was directing jeff to like okay try try this line again but but in a lower tone like like you're actually scared you're going through a dark forest and and he did it he executed it oh, so wow. well that's right? your first producing stint yeah, you would say some, that yeah. you can say that right um and we kind of did it 
and and the miraculous thing is we later found because uh, I, I I posted the I posted the first episode of the Seram podcast on our Malaysia, and the author actually found it, and he was like, guys, good good job. This is such a great, uh, I don't know, a a audio net narrative of my story. We met up with that guy. I, I can't remember his name now. But that's amazing validation yeah. for your work, you know? Yeah. Thank you. That the author itself was able to listen to it, appreciate it, and like the work that you did with his own work. Yep. So since then, how did you, you know, come up with this? What what made you like from doing a podcast to like, you know what? Let's help others and let's do other podcasts. That also came uh that came from my research as well. Because as as I was doing more and more research, I I basically jumped into a rabbit hole. Like like I did not just found, I just like jumped free fall into a rabbit hole. And it's like, oh, there is no such thing as a Malaysian podcasting community in Malaysia because everything you found back then, like two three years ago, it's all American references, you know, uh, British references. How do you start a podcast? It's all like, oh, you need like a few hundred dollars for all these mics that you can't get in Malaysia at mm. all, right? And and. Even if you want to get those equipments in Malaysia, you have to, I don't know, times four the, the yeah. exchange rate is like, oh, uh, budget mics under $99. Dude, that's Not like really 500 budget. ringgit. <laughs> that's 500 ringgit. And, and, and for us, it's like, that's not a small amount of money. Yeah. Right. So, so from there on, uh, I started, I, I group, roped in a couple of my friends, uh, Jeff, Kush, Nani, and I told them what I want to do. They were all on board. And then we started with the Saran podcast. And from the Saran podcast, I was like, I want to talk about gaming too. Right. And, and that was like the, the first trial of what you guys know now as Epic Arcades. Before Epic ah, Arcades, it was okay. called Ra- Ready Player One. Right. And, and from there on, Nani, the partner you met earlier, he's like, I want to start a Mandarin podcast too. I was like, Let, let's do it. And, and then that's where Ching Chuan Pao Xian came about. And it was just growing and growing and growing. So, so yeah. Before you know it, you were a CEO of a company and it's, like propping up a whole community. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was all it was all because of that drive from from Joho. But it's amazing to see how one drive from Joho, one like you saw a need and you filled it, mm-hmm. and it was just so great that that need was also driven by passion. Because even seeing you speak about this. Like the passion is there, the motivation and the drive is there, regardless of the adversities or the challenges. Mm-hmm. So that's really great to see Thank your you journey. Very much. So, Jasmine, you are the ultimate behind the scenes guru, the producer of shows, the unseen and unheard master of content. People think that being the host and the interviewer are the best and most fun or even most difficult part of doing a show, but actually the planning process and the producing of shows is equally if not more rewarding especially because you get to set the intention of the show you get to conceptualize the angle and decide on its audience can you tell me a little bit about your background why did the production side of this process appeal to you okay like everybody else in the network um i I also didn't have any background in production or anything like that um I actually joined um, Renegade Radio earlier this year in January. Um, so oh, nice. It, Nine months. Yeah, so it's like my first real um, real job, actually. <laughs> and also like my first time like behind the production. 
production producer seat. Yeah. Um, why did uh, podcasting appeal to you? Like, why? You know, you're fresh out of university. You're gonna go for your first job. Why did RR be like, yes, this is the place that I need uh, to be? It's actually been quite a number of years since I left university. Like, since I finished my bachelor's degree. Oh, you look very young. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been a long journey. Um, but uh, basically, I've always been um, interested in podcasts. Like I started listening to podcasts probably back in 2011, um, back when it was still even a new thing yeah. overseas. There were only like a handful of podcasts at that time. Um, so. You were ahead of the curve, yeah. <laughs> she still is. Oh yeah, how, how how many podcasts do you consume, like a week, let's say, in a week? Um, there, like at this point, there's like a handful of shows that I listen to regularly, but um, I'm always that type of person like who always looks for new things to listen to, so at this current point i think my podcast list is up to like 400 different shows but i mean those shows include like the short series type podcasts the ones that cover like individual cases and stuff so yeah very lucky to have her because before (laughs) meeting her i thought i consumed a lot of podcasts Mm. right because i i subscribe to about like I used to subscribe to about 50 to 80 podcasts. It's purely for homework, right? Mainly for homework. See, like market research. Right? Market <laughs> research, how, how people produce their show, how people host their show, right? And I thought like, you know, 50, 80 is a lot until I met her. And I was like, so Jess, what kind of podcast do you listen to? And she's like, oh, uh, she, she showed me, I still remember this. She showed me her list of podcasts and I was just like, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, how do you even listen to so many podcasts? Is there enough hours in the day? Right? But that's the thing, like, the, like, you probably consume podcasting for, like, your enjoyment for this yeah, many, that's many the years. Thing. Like, um, I always tell people podcasting, it's become, like, my number one source of entertainment. Like, oh, number one, even more than video? Yeah, like, I mean, I do watch a lot of YouTube nowadays, but yeah, it basically is podcasting and YouTube. Um, yeah, it's just something about podcasting that really appealed to me, like from the beginning. Um, for one thing, like I first started listening to a comedy podcast because I've always been like a comedy fan and, um, like at the time there weren't really that many avenues. Even now in Malaysia. Yeah, like, um, the type of comedy that's like in the mainstream didn't really appeal to me. So, um, I really started listening to alternative comedy podcasts because it was like something so different. Yeah. So, um, like the first shows that I listened to were uh, Comedy Bang Bang and, uh, George and Jesse Go. So yeah, I, at first it was mostly just listening to comedy stuff, but then I got, um, more into like the, um, narrative style podcast and like stories yeah and, and just like listening to people have conversations for some reason really appealed to me i guess because like I, i'm i'm not a very social person so uh, in a sense it was kind of just nice hearing people talk in the background <laughs> So, oh, like, listening really to people cool. have conversations. But that's exactly how you described it. It was like a companion. Yeah, it's to, definitely yeah. a companion. It's like, like, 
the the only time I listen to podcasts is when I'm driving, when I'm cooking, and doing dishes. <laughs> yeah, I I do the dishes at home. I I cook at home. I do the dishes at home. So uh, I tend to listen to like long form content, uh, things like uh, Case Files, uh, No Sleep Podcasts, Planet Money. It's it's all like forty to sixty minutes content because cooking, eating, cleaning takes a long time, right? Uh, when I'm driving, I, I I listen to like shorter style content, like uh, the in, in indicator for for example, uh, ninety nine pi for example. If if my drive, if I know that my drive from point A to point B is like ten fifteen minutes, I, I'll select a show that that is like below. That's that reflective time. of that. Yeah. So, like so yeah. the majority of my podcast listening, I have to admit, is when I'm going to sleep because um, I don't know, like I need something kind of like some background noise to help I me sleep. I completely agree. Or else, um, like you know, all the thoughts in yeah, your head keep I mean, spinning. I'm a, uh, I am a victim of ASMR. <laughs> Like you always wonder, who are these people who consume ASMR? Me, me, I know. <laughs> All right, think talking about the podcasting scene. So let's look at the example of the US because that's like your first reference point. Reference point as well. So podcasting has become an e- increasingly popular pastime in the US, with an estimate of eighty-eight million podcast listeners in two thousand nineteen. Back in two thousand and six, only twenty-two percent of US adults even knew what. It was. But now, in 2020, it has increased to 75%. Forecasts suggest that the number of podcast listeners will surpass 160 million mm-hmm. in 2023. In comparison, how would you describe the podcasting scene in Malaysia? It's it's interesting that you brought that up because I read an article last week that said that the American podcasting scene, uh, the American-based podcast, has just broke the one, mil- mi- one million mark. So, wow. so that's just a comparison, right? And if you want to bring it back to, you know, back home. Do it, we know that our numbers? No, we, we don't. Uh, um, just to add on to that a bit, I think a large majority of podcast listeners in uh, the States, um, they came into podcasting through, um, true crime, mostly like true crime is one of like the biggest uh, genres of like podcasts. Cr- criminal? Yeah, like the first, uh, the first true crime podcast that really broke big was Serial. Um, true crime is basically, um, like investigations into murder, murders like or like real life murderers. Yeah, real life murderers or like, you know, um, criminals and that sort of thing. So like, CIA. Uh, CIA. Uh, Why did I say CSI? Yeah. CSI, you mean like CIA? It's like, hey, we're <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, at CIS kind of thing. But like, yeah, I've I've heard of serial. Yeah. yeah, serial. For example, they they were investigating this um case of uh, Said Anan, uh, who was accused of murdering this girl. So they basically carried out like an investigation and tried to um. Tried to get to the truth of that mm. case, actually. So, I don't know why, but like true crime is really popular among people. Like one of the it's biggest like appeals yeah. to our darker side. Maybe. People just like talking about murder. Yeah. Like, like, so, if I'm mistaken, uh, I think it was serial was the one that kind of made uh, podcasting popular, right? Uh, they they did a deep dive into an investigative case. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, they were the one that found the criminal in in the end. And that kind of broke the news in, in what, the you States. you mean it seriously? 
found the if, criminal, if, um, but, but they, they helped with the investigations because Sairanan was a. Um, they managed to exonerate. Him. Oh, yeah. right. So at least an an innocent person doesn't go to jail. Yep. yep. Oh, and, wow. And because of that, it it hit the American news channel. And everyone was like, what the hell is a podcast, right? Oh, so because of that, it kind of broke the industry that got more people into like, oh, so this is what a podcast. And and from there, they start finding other podcasts oh, so as, as well. We just that, need to solve that, a big murder. <laughs> that's, you kind can of, that's kind of like a running joke on like Comedy yeah. Bang Bang, for example, because Comedy Bang Bang and like all these other podcasts have been around like for so long already, but then Serial came out, so they all keep making jokes like, oh, Serial is the first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess to make it big in the Malaysian podcasting scene, I think you're just going to solve a case. Oh, I you see. Know, That's just, your just, advice yeah, for future podcasters. Just call up PDRM. It's like, hello, Abang Polis. Ada case. It's like, okay, <laughs> let's solve it. Saya buat podcast. Apa itu podcast? Yeah, so so that's that's basically uh, that that's basically the American podcasting scene, right? Uh, bring it back home. Bring it back to Malaysia yeah. itself. It's oh, it's a mess. It's, wh- wh- it's wh- there was a big sigh there. Why? It's. I mean, it's not so much a mess as it is fragmented. Yeah, it's like, it's a mess. Uh, what I mean by mess is what Jess said, fragmented, because there's a lot of people out there trying to start their own podcast, right? There's no wrong starting your own podcast, but a lot of people are just figuring out their own way to start a podcast. And as much as I always say, I, I think I repeated this a lot of times, right? How hard is it for you to just talk behind the mic? That's susah, though, right? It's not hard for you to just speak your mind behind the mic, but for you to find that right content and that right dynamic, if you have a co-host, that sy- that synergy for you to to understand how your co-host and producer work and and what kind of content you want to create. Now that's going to be a lot of planning mm-hmm. because a, a lot of times, again, it's not hard for you to just consume content and just blurp it out behind yeah. the mic. But how relevant and how interesting can you actually put it out there? Now, that's a whole dynamic that you have to figure out yourself, which I find a lot of local podcasters not doing that, even me included sometimes, right? Because it's it's just hard to find a template, a, yeah. a, a recipe for your podcast. And even for the Epic Arcade podcast, it took us almost six to eight months to really find our footing on what we want to talk about and un- understanding my, my my two different co-hosts. Jeff and you're actually Afik. close friends with them, yeah. right? Like, like I've been friends with Jeff for 14, 15 years now. And I've been friends with Afik for about five, five years now, right? But... but the dynamic. Yeah, the dynamic is like, let's say the three of us have a podcast now, right? Me, mm. Ayn, and Jess. How do I know when... Is your indication for me mm. to say, Kel, shut up, I have a point. Or, or, or when, when do I know it's like you have a point and I have to shut up, right? So, so it's that re- reading the other person behind the mic. It's like you have to know when All of they these have cues, a- right? Yeah. And they're usually nonverbal because you can't say, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, shut up, I'm going to talk yeah. about this now. So, right? so you really have to understand that dynamic. And, and if you have a guest, right? It's not about you. It's about your guests. The yeah, whole show absolutely. is about your guests, right? Me as the host, I will ask you prompts and questions. So it's like, hey, what do you do today? What, what do you have for lunch? Uh, how are you, right? And when they are, when they are answering your questions, you as the host, just do your, just keep quiet. Let them talk, right? Just, just 
you know, fish for more information as, as you can, which I find a lot of people not doing it because it's like, hey, it's all about me, 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 me. It's my show. It's my, but it's not about you. It's about your guest. Your audience wants to know what your guests have to say. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, they I'm don't talking care about so me. much now. They, they care about you and you, like the people behind Renegade Radio. Like, absolutely. You're right. That's a good tip. I'm going to be quiet now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm no, that's not what I mean. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, jo- I'm joking. All right. As a public speaking teacher, I know that when students present and give speeches, they only really think about the content of the speech. They rarely think about the audience. But I remember, Kelvin, when you were on the Antifool podcast, you said that podcasting is an audience-driven media and actually speakers can also benefit from thinking about their audience. So Jasmine, how much of producing a podcast is about the audience? Like, is there any conflict between the talent slash host and what the audience actually really want? Well, I would say like every show that we produce has a different tone and theme. Like, um, like, and even audience, say, would yeah, you say? We, like different shows have different audiences. Like, so, um, I don't know, as a producer, we, it, the only, the you only, create your audience. Would you say that? Um, or do you feel like sometimes, you know, when two book nerds, uh, came to you, did you ever think like, Oh, this is too niche of an audience. Um, no, no one's going to listen. Okay. Like, how do you decide uh, that? Here's, here's a bit of fun fact for TBNT. Okay. Uh, two Booknet's audience, 80% of them are from the States. Are you serious? Like, we barely, has, we, we, we barely have Malaysian audience and majority of them actually come from the States. That's a fun fact. And when we found that out, we were like, oh, okay. So instead of like crafting um, content for local Malaysians, which we still do, we tend to have it in the back of our mind that, okay, this is an American audience-driven show. Like, I would say it's not so much crafting the audience as it is knowing your audience. Like, and, Yeah, that's um, a good point. Because, like, for example, Epic Arcade, we know that the majority of them are gamers and probably um in their mid-20s or so. So, um, they... Probably, they probably have like different sen- like for example with when it comes to like swearing and stuff we don't try to censor too much Epic Arcade <laughs> because we we know that the audience is probably okay with yeah. that kind of content like the kind of humor they have yeah. on this show so um, but that's really cool that means you decide the audience. Uh, oh, sorry, as, you know the audience. As much as I would like to say we know the audience, I don't know if it's a Malaysian thing. But as much as we try to get feedback from our audience, we rarely hear any feedback from them. Like, we know that there's Malaysians out there listening to our show. You know, maybe TBNT, Epic Arcades, Cultivated. Like, we know because we see the back-end stats that there is Malaysians listening. But whenever we ask for feedback or like, you know, even a review, for example, tak ada orang nak layan. Oh, betul. Completely yeah, true. Tak ada orang nak layan Engagement like, macam super yeah. low. <laughs> but I mean, despite that, we always have the audience in mind. Because yeah. like, for example, with a show like Cultivating the Masses, they're probably a sort of different audience than Epic Arcade. They're probably more professional and like, because it's a more serious yeah. tone of show so in that sense like um the cursing and stuff we try to keep that down a bit yep. and 
Yeah, it, yeah. That's really interesting. So you launch the show, you understand the demographic, and you ta- tailor it to best serve them further. Yeah. Because when when you mentioned the whole demographic point of view, uh, it's also a part of our SOP for onboarding new shows to the network. It's it's not just coming up with six episodes and and pitch us the the pilot episode. It's it's also uh, on my end. I will ask them a bunch of questions. Who's your demographic? You know, what race is it for? What language is it going to be? How are you going to talk about it? Are you going to do it very casually? Is it very uh, a serious tone? Is it emotional? And and we kind of break down just to help us help them understand what their podcast is about, right? Because again, like I say, for you to speak behind the mic is not hard, but for you to understand the concept of what your podcast is all about and and how are you going to like so called change uh, move your content to the point where your audience understands it, that's going to be difficult. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask people who wants to start a podcast. This is one simple question. Can you imagine your perfect audience? Like if, if you, if you create the show for one audience, who I he can, or she? Actually. Yeah, exactly, right? You can see him or her, what race, what dynamic they're from, you know, their education, their family background. You just got a picture that one person that you want to tell your story to. If you can picture that, then congratulations. That is an amazing first step for you to move your, your, your show and content forward. Because you'll be surprised a lot of people, like when I ask that question, it's like, can you picture that one perfect audience that you want to listen to your show? And, and they can't come up with that. You yeah. Know? My, mine is Wailing from U- University of Malaya. She's super shy and she wants to hear my podcast so that she can have better relationships and progress her career when she yeah. graduates. And, and, yeah, and, and, Hi, Wailing. I hope you're listening. <laughs> and and if, if you have captured the attention of your friend Wailing, for example, Wailing will then tell her friends. And, and through word of mouth, people will start slowly coming to your podcast. But if you don't know who that audience is, and it's like, oh, who's who's your perfect audience? Oh, you know, someone from 15 to 30 years old, uh, any backgrounds. Like, it's hard for you to create or craft your questions. Yeah, and your, how best you serve them as well. I, I, exactly. But I love the fact that knowing your demographic, for example, TNBT is um, a lot of them are US based, but you still have quite a number of Malaysian authors in there as well. We do. So I love that you're also exerting like uh, your own voice as a Malaysian podcast. I think that's also really, really important. So it's that balance that you guys are able to strike. And I think when it comes to being a speaker, that's also that something that everybody has to think about your own creativity vis-a-vis what the audience would like to hear from yep. you. The most popular I think is the um the podcast where it's it just seems like a conversation between friends. Oh, um, not Q and A. That's no, that's interesting. I, I don't think so I think Q and A appeals to a certain type of audience, the more professional kind, maybe, or like an older audience. But for like the casual listeners, I think they prefer a conversation style podcast because people feel like they're part of the conversation yeah. as yeah. well so Th- that's mainly a lot of feedback that that we got for like epic arcade and cultivating the masses for example no wait, more to epic arcades i i, I think but uh, a lot of feedback that we got is like 
all our audience feels like they are either eavesdropping into the conversation of the three <laughs> Epic Arcade boys or they are a part of conversation nodding away to like, oh yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. But they're just an audience. They're just listening to our conversation. Oh my God, that's such high praise because yeah, like, that's like, what speakers want. They want to be able to feel like the audience is, they're talking to them personally, you know? How much of it is scripted? How much of it is impromptu? Like, because that is a conversation format, right? Yeah, it, it is a conversation format between me and like, I mean, the concept of it, right? It's a conversation between me and two bros who I game with on a daily basis. Uh, you'll be surprised how much it's scripted on my end. Oh, really? It's, it sounds I would absolutely say, natural. Like I would completely. Say it's 90% scripted. So during this break, I would like to tell you about the break that we are taking in December to work on Season 2 of Seek This Week's podcast. And we need your help to make our episodes even better. Tell us what you liked or don't like, what you want more or less of, and even any guests you want to hear or see on the show. Simply drop us a message on our socials at seek to speak or email us at helloseektospeak at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you so that we can better serve you as our listeners. So you asked me about... Uh how much is Epic Arcade scripted? And I'm going to show you oh the script for Epic Arcade. People will be su oh surprised my God. on... I feel like I'm watching James Corden in the car with, you... <laughs> with Justin Bieber when they were pulled. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Do you want to describe to your audience what you're seeing? Okay. What I'm actually seeing is like, like literally, hello, Apakaba is there on the... <laughs> and like, it's a script, but it's also in point form. So... And there's tables and there's links and there are headers and highlights. Literally, so, I'm, I'm actually more amazed that it is scripted because to get that script to sound natural is so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And like that goes to show that good content, even content that sounds natural and conversational. <laughs> Is a lot of work. Yeah, so so this is just an example of one episode, which was two weeks ago, of what Epic Arcade, uh, episode 43. Uh, we talked about the PlayStation 5 showcase, Nintendo Direct Partner showcase, and a couple of very interesting game news. So it sounds like, to to the audience, it, it always sounds like it's a conversation. But we have to, like, prep everything. As much That's a lot of research too. Yeah, you have to. Like I said, you can't talk out of your ass. Yeah, completely. Like, like this is what I find a um, mistake of a lot of podcasters out there is, again, I'm going to repeat it the, the third time in the recording, right? How hard is it for me to speak behind a mic? It's not hard. But what you like, how much of what you say actually has va value and how much of that value would rub off your audience like you can't talk you can't take a topic and just you read one sentence which is like the header of the article and kind of like just just form your own world of the mm. topic by yourself but i really appreciated the fact that you showed me that because you sort of pulled the curtains behind the show because i'm sure a lot of people who want to start a podcast will be like but i'm not a great conversationalist i don't talk i'm not cool like them but actually if you put in enough effort, you can be just as cool. <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, this is what I don't tell people a lot, right? And I'm just going to go on record to say... That, so many that, things on record. That I'm so I'm grateful. 
I'm a horrible introvert. What? I don't like talking to people. It gives me anxiety. And I stutter so much. Are you kidding me? Right. If you look at the producer's note on Epic Arcade, there is a segment just for Kelvin's stutter. I don't believe you. You, because just so you know, even though Epic Arcade is scripted, everything here and your answers aren't. Jasmine and Kelvin, they're not answering from a script. They are answering from their experiences. So you're doing really well if that was Kelvin back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it was horrible. Just, just let me show you an example. All right, see? Okay, this is what the, the producer's note looked like. All right, and 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 there is a segment called stutter. Oh my and god! It's what I'm Kel seeing, what I'm seeing is like notes of like timestamps with Cal cough, Cal stutter. <laughs> and and <laughs> I used to be really ashamed of this. I still am, but I tend to embrace it now because I know I I stutter a lot, and by knowing that I can overcome it by rearranging my words as I'm speaking. Mm. So it's a lot of practice. So whenever people tell me, it's like, I don't sound good on mic. You know, I, I started a lot. It's like, so what? I, I started too. But that's also the magic of podcasting because whatever I say here can be edited out in post-production depending on what you want to keep and how you want your audience or yourself to sound like. And, and that's where the magic of podcasting comes yeah that's where the magic of jasmine comes oh, as oh, well this is the reason i'm always behind the scenes is because actually i have like my anxiety is probably worse than calvin's like i have diagnosed social anxiety <laughs> so yeah so it's such an honor to have <laughs> you here i don't know i was i was listening to your first episode of the show and it it really struck a nerve with me because like, you were talking about the importance of expression. Like that's something that I'm still learning how to do because yeah, I have. We're all I a have, work in progress. I, I, I have extreme social anxiety, and also like I I I used to really hate my voice. So uh, why? Okay, but thank you, thank you for sharing. Honestly, <laughs> thank you for being so open, um, with your fears and your past, actually. It's um, fine. Like I, I, I live through it. I'm, ex I'm accepting of it. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, I'm really, really cool with it now. That that's great because a lot of people are afraid to like tell their flaws or their weaknesses or mm. their struggles. So it's really great that the gurus in the industry is telling us that it also took them a while to get here. To where they are. I, I mean, like, since since we're still on the topic of Epic Arcades, right? We recently jumped into a whole uh, video medium. Mm, and yeah, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. We we were actually venturing into YouTube content and and how we can break uh have a companionship of our long form podcast into YouTube. And we also have this thing called the Twig Mini T W I G mm. this week in gaming. And Twig Mini is also a segment on YouTube, which is like less than ten minutes long of. Uh, the Epic Arcade Boys telling our audience about the gaming news of the week. Last week itself, I had to do Twig Mini myself. In oh, front how of, did it feel when in, there's like camera? In front of the camera, in front of a mic with that light on. All right. Oh, by the way, that light is a huge like yeah. studio photo kind yeah, of light. It's a, it's a studio photo light. And, and you have the light shining on down, down on you. And I had to do it alone with Jeff manning the camera and our intern Joe 
manning the recording. You, you didn't even want to show your face last time, I remember. Yeah. And when I was doing that last week, I was actually honestly shitting my pants. It's like, I'm not good with presentations. I'm not good with, with public speaking. And I had to overcome all that. I, I had to like convince myself for the longest time. I was like, Kel, just shut the fuck up and do what you have to do. How did you... So that's what you told yourself. How did you get out of that funk? Like yeah, I, I just told myself, just stop thinking so much. Stop thinking so much. I, this is this is your job. This is your yeah, career. It's like, like, it's like, it's like, I'm the CEO. Yeah, I have to the, set a good example. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the more you undermine yourself, the more you won't accomplish anything that you want to do. It's so true. Do not self-reject. I think the person that rejects you the most is yourself. Like, yeah. I don't want to speak because everybody's going to judge me. I'm really bad at this. And then you realize that nobody, nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> like, like honestly, at the end of the day, the only person who is just stopping you is you. And, and the only, the only person that cares the most is you. It's like, I don't care what anyone else is doing. You have your life, you know, live your life. And I have my own struggles too, right? And, yeah. and, and the only thing stopping me from all this is just that voice in my own head it's like Kel you can't do it you know yeah you are your harshest yeah. critic right okay, can you imagine all the people seeing you start, uh, stutter I was like yeah, I don't really care anymore that's really great thanks for sharing guys this is really because there is a huge misconception that the audience is there to judge you and jeer you yeah. but actually a lot of people just want you to succeed yeah. they want to they want to hear you speak a lot of people are probably curious with how you sound like and a lot of people are curious to see what Kelvin looks like <laughs> we finally get to see his face so speaking of people and community like so Renegade Radio has an awesome Facebook group. I don't know if it's a secret, but I'm telling you. Oh, no, it's, a, it's, it's, a, open it's an open secret. Yeah, it's an open secret. <laughs> it's a super exclusive club called the Malaysian Podcasters Community. Oh, you don't know how exclusive it is, the amount of people we have to reject. Oh, my God. Yes, I had to go through like seven trials by fire. <laughs> this is how we got connected, actually. You know, after all that hard work, I finally got accepted into this group. But also recently, you did a virtual podcast meetup on 8 August, mm -hmm. uh, which was an event with aspiring podcasters, fan of podcasters to really just chat. So you have built like quite a vibrant podcasting community around your company and your brand. And even on your socials, you give a lot of tips and tricks, which I really, really appreciate. So why both of you, why do you think that building this community is so important to prop up the whole industry? Well, the f um, before I joined Renegade Radio, I didn't even know there were Malaysian podcasters out there. <laughs> and so, you are the, the guru, the expert. Yeah, so the first event that we had, was it in February? Yeah, I, I think it was in February yeah, in, in H. There was quite a good turnout, like at least 20 people, yep. right? Wow. So I, yeah, was, I saw the photos, yeah, like a whole cafe. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of blown away. Yeah, I me was too. like, okay, there's actually something here. So that's what really inspired me personally, like to want to form a community with these people because like we said, the Malaysian podcasting scene here is so fragmented. So, and, and nobody's really even tried to bring everybody together mm -hmm. before. So I thought that would be a really good thing. It's such to a great do. idea. Yeah. Because I'm sure like all the other podcasters out there have no clear idea of how many of us are out there. Yeah. So 
Yeah. And how did that make you feel? Like when you both of you went into the cafe and you saw the amount of people that how did that it started you? off scary man because <laughs> because like, okay uh if i'm mistaken the event started at uh it, it was on a weekend it started at uh two o'clock i think and you know malaysian timing la, right? okay they come at three four. like one thirty one thirty people there we were all setting up everything else and it was just us it was just all the rr people and two o'clock came and no one was there and we're like shit is this going to be a flop? And 2.10, okay, three people came in. 2.30, like one one person came in. And and by like three o'clock, it was like a full house. It was like a, close I, to I like... I think when Kieran walked in, everybody was kind of blown away. Yeah. They were like, oh, an actual celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> Kieran and, from the Macho Men yeah, podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite anxiety-inducing at first because like we set the event at two o'clock and at two o'clock, no one, like, like literally no one. And, and as time goes by, we see more and more people walking. Hey, is this a podcast event? Is this a podcast event? Like, yeah, yeah, it is. And then we, me, Norman, Jazz, uh, Kush and all, we, we kind of, I feel like we conducted it well because the, the whole reason of creating a podcast community is like what Jazz said. The Malaysian podcasting community is so fragmented that everyone is doing their own niches Everyone has their own, okay, this is my podcast. This is my slice of the cake. But how I feel personally is that the industry is still at, at its infant stage. And if we start to compete now, it's like, hey, I and my podcast is better than you. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or you start telling people, oh, I have more listeners than you. I'm better than you. If if you start to like have that kind of like podcast war between one another when the industry is still so young, it's going to collapse on its own, like everyone will do their own thing. That's why we started the whole collaboration thing. That's why we we have that virtual event or, or, or just like the physical event, mainly because we want to get to know other podcasters out there. But at the same time, we also want to give back what we know. Because when I started Renegade Radio, I literally know nothing. And it took us about two years to really find our footing in 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 the Malaysian, not, not, not even the podcasting scene in Malaysia itself. You know, mm. what kind of equipments do you need? How do you start a show? How do you invite guests? How do you edit a podcast? How, how do you do all this podcast things? It, it really took us two years and, and like we are almost three years in now and we're still learning every day. You know, how do we make our content better? How do we improve editing? How do we improve hosting? How do we improve getting guests on and make them feel welcome at the same time? These are the things that I would love to teach other podcasters out there, especially those people who are starting their own podcast by themselves. It's like, you're not alone. Like, if you have questions, there's oh my a God, community really out there. Oh my God, that really rings true. When you just said you are not alone, I was yeah. like, I'm not alone. Yeah. Because uh, Jess and I are actually quite, I mean, we're admins of the Malaysian podcasting community on Facebook. And, and I try to be very vocal by asking people questions like what kind of equipments you're using, what kind of equipments you're looking for, uh, how, what kind of obstacles you're facing. Because I just want to know what problems that everyone else is facing so I can just give my two cents. Maybe my advice is not as good as, I, I, I don't know, uh, other people, for example, like sources you can find online. But I know how I can help you in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And you're directly connected yeah. to them through this community. Yeah. And it's also about 
paying it forward. You know, two years ago, you didn't know what you were doing, and it, you don't want other people to feel that way. Hmm. And if you can mentor it, them, it really sucks to feel like if you're starting out a podcast and you feel alone. It's so discouraging because, like, how do I edit a podcast? Yeah. Right. Like, oh shit, I I don't have that 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 budget to get an interface. I don't have the budget to get that mic that I want. It's okay. This are alternative that you can use for yeah. now. Which Kelvin always advises, by the way. Like every time somebody asks a, a question, um, Jasmine will prompt every week for podcast plugs. And then when people ask a question, Kelvin will say, "All right, you want a cheap mic? These are my yeah, recommendations." Yeah, like, like I, I really, I really want to help because as much as your content, like like if you create a content that is worth listening to. But your audio quality or your production value is not up to par. It sounds very echoey. It sounds very soft. It sounds very. It's my personal opinion. It's a turn off for me, because because like I I really want to get in tune to what you have to say, what your guests have to say. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, but I can't really listen to what you have to say because. You I'm know, distracted by the yeah, white right, noise right. or like like for me personally as. Somebody who really loves podcasting, like my motivation mostly is to um to kind of um like help out other podcast other local podcasters because uh, yeah like I'm I'm somebody who like really believes in like helping independent creators and artists and stuff like that so. Personally, like I, I love seeing so many creators out there, and um, like that's one of the motivations behind um podcast sessions is because I want to like showcase all these local talents, like get them out there, um, like especially like to let people outside Malaysia know, like, hey, we have a lot of cool podcasters here locally like yeah absolutely and actually podcast sessions is one of the reason why i started podcasting really? so i think yeah seriously honestly it really you know when you are asking the question to norm and i was like oh you know the one month litmus test and i see that a lot in the community facebook page that people are doing the advice that you gave them as well and i think that show and many other content that you have and all of your tips in your the podcasting super exclusive facebook group <laughs> also inspires a lot of people and let them know that hey there's a community and as a member of that community because you guys are running the show i honestly really appreciate being part of a group it gives me like strength and it gives me like it gives me a sense of solidarity in fact i was really upset that i couldn't go to the virtual podcast the, meetup because i was traveling that i i want to tell um like members of our group like it's it's really um it's really about the community like it's not only us leading the group but we but we really want to encourage everybody in the group to participate and be more active and yeah contribute to the to the movement because i think that's really important to like get people involved like actively involved basically basically we had a conversation that uh I still think that it's a Malaysian thing that we like tend to keep, keep things to ourselves. There's no engagement in a sense where it's like, sometimes we have to prompt a question 
for them to tell us their problems. In, instead of like some other uh, podcasting groups that I see, a lot of creators, like when they, when they have an issue, they will just ask on a group. It's like, hey, I have this editing issues. How do you guys solve it? It's like, hey, I have X amount of budget. What should I buy? I think you're right. Yeah. It is like an Asian, um, I think, I don't think just Malaysian is the way that we are brought up. We're constantly told not to like take up too much yeah. space. It's a like conservative mindset. Yes. That- like as a teacher as well, I can never say, does anybody have any questions? Because I know that there will be no questions. But when I ask them, what do you think about this? Do you understand this? I'll come up with blank faces and they would just be too embarrassed to ask because they don't want to seem like, um, they, they didn't know what they were talking about. And so I really appreciate like every week, Jasmine will put up a, a podcast plug and you will ask a random question. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, that's why we're trying to have more activities where people can, um, actively participate. Like we just started the cross promotion. Um, Which we're involved yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. we're, we're really trying to encourage the members to be more active in the group. I think that really, really helps. Thank you guys. And, mm. and anybody wants to join the group, again, it is Malaysian Podcasters Community. I will link it into the show notes. So what's next with RR? I mean, you sort of alluded to it um, in your explanation but also i went on your website and it says rr plus what is that like is that what's next you know yeah that's that's kind of what's coming it's called renegade plus uh and and i would like to thank you for actually giving me this opportunity to to tell our audience what this is about because for the past three years renegade radio has not been monetizing like mm. everything that you see in the studio uh the contents that we churn out it's really out of our own pockets and we have some generous sponsors like lit books focus food who who are nice enough to like give advertising on podcasting a try especially it's such a new thing in malaysia uh uh so what's next right renegade plus would be the service arm of Renegade Radio. What we're doing is we are creating post-production solutions for local podcasters. Oh, sounds All exciting. Right. Uh, the elevator pitch is, Ayn, yes. you worry about your content. Let us worry about the post-production for you. Wow. So, so We should get that on camera. You seem like... Like, so sh- sure of yourself. A business student. <laughs> like, like, business 101. Sound confident enough that people will believe you. That's, I believe that's, you. That's what I, I, I would, from. I would put, put, I would put money on you guys. Yeah, like, that's, definitely. that's what I learned from business school. No, I'm, I'm not <laughs> uh, yeah. So ba- basically, it's just a service, um, for us to help other podcasters there because Renegade Plus is where the workshop comes in, right? Uh, podcast 101 to come in. Uh, come in, we'll guide you guys on like, how do you script a podcast? How do you get guests on, right? How do you edit? It's all just a series of workshop. We are fiddling on an ebook. I'm so excited for that. You should, you should totally. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a slow progress. Like I say, there's no money in podcasting, especially in Malaysia now. And everything has to be out of our own pockets. So, so it's, it took us a while, but I think we're ready to expand. Hence why it's called R plus mm. Renegade plus everything else. But and I think you have definitely enough goodwill and reputation to I hope so. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I hope so. Definitely I would 
kill to attend a workshop mm. about podcasting. To be honest, I wanted to find a book about podcasting, and it was really hard to come by. Yeah. I only found you, one. You you written one so well yourself. <laughs> podcasting one hundred one by Ian Isa. Seek to speak. Like like I read that. That is a super like crappy like, like it's good in effort. Right? Who else is gonna do it if not me? Yeah. Or, or, or I mean, like if, it if should not be me, you. Then, no, like I want it to like, be you guys, like, and I can't wait for the book to come out and the workshop too. There's a lot we have going in the on pipeline behind I'm, the scenes. Norm is actually working yeah. on one himself. Yeah, Norm. Norm is like like uh, I think he told me two weeks ago like yeah I'm creating an ebook. I was like dude I'm creating an ebook. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but I, I would read his e- ebook. Mine is, I can't write. All right, but you said that about stuttering and talking a few years ugh. ago. But look at where you are now. So, like, how can people find you? Like, can you give your I don't know email uh, or socials? You can find us at RRP Malaysia. Wait, it's RRP Malaysia, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Because if you check. Renegade Radio, you will not find. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we are at RRP, yeah. basically on all social media platform. RRP Malaysia on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. You can like if you're a podcaster listening to this, go on Facebook, go to the search bar, look out for Malaysian podcasters community because we need more Malaysian podcasters to be involved in the whole movement itself. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted. Um talk about some of the projects um like uh we have more episodes of podcast sessions malaysia plan in fact we've recorded a few um but um, I can't wait. It, it might take a, a bit of time we are trying really hard to 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 not <clears throat> not to say stop conversational podcasts and and interview based podcasts I really want to move forward to narrative-based podcasts because one shining example of narrative, uh, two narrative uh, podcasts, one is Take a Bow by Loy Jun. Have you heard of that? No. Check it out. Bloody amazing. It's a podcast about food. And oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, June. Like, I have not. I have not. I didn't know that was narrative. It's narrative. It's amazing. I just like, thought it was a food podcast. Oh no, no. It's Think not about B A. Yeah, B A O. Like, yeah. like, 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 Pao. Yeah, yeah. Like June <laughs> did such an amazing work when it comes to just talking about Malaysian food. Yeah, look out for his episode of podcast sessions Malaysia coming soon. Hopefully. Yeah. We, okay. Exciting. Him. It's exciting. Uh, Norman's show. Right. Yeah, tempered fables. Anti fool. Tempered fables. Like. Amazing, like like those are the standards that I would love to see more, more. In, in Malaysia, because it's easy to have a conversation. I want to hear stories. I want to hear mm. more Malaysian stories. You know, like like humans of New York kind of stuff. Yeah. But but in a narrative storyline where I just want to hear a story about a Malaysian, like not some like atas eo like Tony Fernandez or like no 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 no. I like want an everyday Malaysian. An everyday Malaysian. Something you can relate to. We kind of have that in the in the podcast fault, but that's for the future. Oh wow, lots of good things oh, for the like, future. Like you will be surprised. I'm so excited. You'll be surprised, like how many podcast ideas we have in the vault. Like banyak gila, like <laughs> like there's so many ideas that we have, and we just don't have the personnel or, or talent to just start it. Well, I think very soon in the future that you guys will grow so much so that you'd be finding. 
trying to find short of ideas with Inshallah, that one of people. You. Yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. I want to end this um, episode with how I usually end episodes where I ask the guest. So I'll I'll start with Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Kelvin, why do you seek to speak? Oh my lord! Basically, it's to overcome my shyness and and my stuttering. Okay. It's it's I seek to speak because I want to. What's the word for it? Like like quiet noise in my head, so that I I won't be held back anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you reach your your full potential. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I think you're there. Thank you. <laughs> but you could be more. That's great that you're you're a work in progress. How about you, Jess? Why do you seek to speak? Like mental health is something that's really important to me. It's something that um has affected me um my whole life. So, like I mentioned, my uh, social anxiety. So, through um going to therapy and seeking um help in in that sense, I feel like it's really important to uh, speak openly about um, those kind of struggles and issues so that other people are more open to talking about it and accepting it and it it becomes less stigmatized. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <sighs> I completely support your fight for normalizing conversations around mental health because I'm, I myself have anxiety issues and I have, I know a lot of friends and loved ones who are suffering from mental health and they feel so alone and isolated. So I commend you for talking about it today. Thank you so much, Ashley, the both of you for coming on. Thank you for episode. having us. Even though it feels like I'm coming on your show because I'm in your podcast studio. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, guys. Here, I want to take the opportunity to let you know of an awesome, awesome club we plan on launching very soon. It is a female speaking club which aims to create a safe and supportive space for women and girls to express themselves freely. We are thinking of doing a beta testing meeting at the end of November and formally launching the club in December. Let me know if you have any suggestions for ideas or structures and if you would like to be involved as well. I'm very excited about this club because it's something that I have been wanting to do for a very long time. As a woman who likes to speak, I have not always been this way and I wish that there was somebody or there was a community that I could have relied on even earlier in my life so that I could better express myself later. So I really want to create that community and safe space for other women and girls to feel the same way. So please, 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 if you have any suggestions or topics that you would like us to cover during this meeting, please let me know on our socials at SickToSpeak or drop us an email at hellosicktospeak at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody. And hopefully you'll hear from me very soon.